0: Welcome back to Elevate the podcast, where we have candid conversations about life, ag, and rural entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Natalie. This anti meat narrative, a lot of the conversation is around like removing options. And I just don't see how that serves the greater population by limiting options instead of like providing more.
1: And I'm Tara. Meat is a very nutritious product. So this anti meat narrative is extremely elitist. Welcome to Elevate the Podcast. We, I, I feel like we say this every week. I should probably not say this anymore, but we have a fun episode planned. <laughs> I'm super excited about the community recipe. Just like forewarning, I already
0: I'm Which excited. You also,
1: say every single episode,
0: I know. but you're just excited. For the I'm rest just the excited portion.
1: about food. <laughs>
0: Um, I'm excited because this is a uh, last week was our business shop where we interviewed Steve Lurch about um, how to get started speaking, which means this week is an industry news. Um, And I'm a little biased. I kind of love the industry news. I feel like they're, I don't know, I'm warming up to them more. Like, I feel like it's fun to kind of have this conversation. I think I enjoy it because I know that people within the industry will enjoy listening and kind of hearing our take and that I love when you guys take us and give us your feedback and response or what you're thinking to the industry news. But I think I also love it because I'm really hoping this podcast is reaching people outside of agriculture and they can kind of start learning about industry news from people within it. So I think that's why I love these industry news Thursday segments so much is because um, hopefully people, whether you're inside or outside of it, you'll find a lot of value in it and fun.
1: Yeah. So maybe to get us started though today, I was going to read a testimonial if that's okay.
0: Yep. Let's hear it.
1: Yeah. This one is titled Love, Love, Love. I love that. Um, Just binge the whole series and I'm in love. I have followed you both on Instagram for quite a while on my farm Insta and you are both so empowering and very inspirational. Looking forward to so many more episodes. That's from just farms. Thank
0: you for your review. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for following us um, on our social channels, but thanks for following us here. We love I don't know if we can say it enough, but we love this podcast platform and we love connecting with you guys here. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you for taking the time to leave the review. If you are listening and this show has served you, you like listening, you have learned a business tip or maybe something inspirational from our industry news, please, please leave us a review so that other people can find us. On that note, should we go into our ranch and dairy update?
0: Yeah, kick it off. Let's hear Let's hear your week. The Dusens Week.
1: I know I feel like I told said this last week that my first my first 3 weeks in August are just not very full I, but I jinxed myself last week cuz I was like I just don't have a ton planned for this week and I think we got done recording that podcast and you sent me four emails with yeah. dates and times of meetings we had so I feel like my week ended up being um like a lot of just meetings talking with people we had we had like kind of a lot to I feel like we both have been maybe not slow, but like I just feel like fall is getting started and things are really ramping up. So lots of meetings. I'm not going to say I'm not busy the rest of this week because yeah. I don't want to jinx myself. But I, I'm kind of hoping I am not super busy for next week. And then as far as farm updates, there has been more progress on the solar panels. They're they're like I'm hoping they get like we start collecting Solar power. I don't I need to like learn more terminology on this um, and start having like electricity provided to our barn pretty soon. But I'm sure I'm getting ahead of myself.
0: Is there a live date or like a goal date?
1: No, I don't have that date. I should ask. Yeah. I should ask the guys. Yeah, the, you should like, stop contractor. updating on the solar panels. Oh, we have an update I on I the solar more panels. information. It's just like when we're recording these podcasts, I'm sitting in my office and literally my office is going to straight up look at the solar panels. I wonder if that's going to be an issue if they're going to be like shining into my office. I hadn't even thought about that till this moment. No, I don't but I think just so. feel like it's like such a it's like a huge piece of what's happening on our dairy and it's literally right in front of my eyes. So Top of mind, tip of tongue. Yes, exactly. So boring update. I'm no fun. I, I have a lot more fun things planned for community recipes. So don't don't be sad. I <laughs> yeah. promise. So don't
0: don't leave the podcast yet. Don't leave the podcast because I'm
1: boring this week. Yeah.
0: Uh well we had county fair. Our county fair was the past week, which is always fun. Tad showed. We had Hank and Betty White. Um, and and it's it's fun. Everyone, anyone who's listening knows how fun county fair is. I Tara, did you grow up doing like 4-H or FFA or showing or anything?
1: That's a hard no. Yeah. I didn't My dad know. said, My dad said he, my dad was super into 4-H. He was like president of his 4-H club. So everyone's always so surprised that we weren't in it. But my dad was just like, I don't want to make my job our hobby as well. (laughs) So I don't know. He was, I think he burnt himself out. Guinevere keeps saying she wants to do it. And Dan and I are like, I I will see. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I didn't grow up with it either. I think my dad probably had the same um, mentality that was kind of like, we do an- enough of this. We don't need to be doing it on our-, our weekends too. So I've loved it. I've loved being a show mom. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Tad shows next year. If you guys know a little bit about our family, you know, Tad's pretty um, into golf. Um, he wants to do that in college and he's gonna be, you know, next year will be like the summer between his junior and senior year. So it'll be interesting to see if he chooses to focus you know, on playing more golf tournaments and entering, you know, for that college exposure, or if he chooses to show again. So I don't know, I was kind of county fair was a lot of fun. It was also fun, because Jax was obviously a year older. And I feel like this year, he was able to kind of partake in like all the other activities, whereas the years before he's been too young, too. So it was a really fun week for our family. And I think in the back of my mind, I was kind of like really cherishing it just because it'll be interesting to see if Ted does it next year. So
1: So our county fair is next week, and this is going to be classic Tara, but I am already looking forward to what I'm going to eat from all the food trucks, and I (laughs) I cannot wait.
0: (laughs) I have joked before that like, if you're traveling, take Tara because she will find you all of the best restaurants in the town and take you to them, and like, you don't even have to think about a meal. Tara has it covered.
1: Mm -hmm. That's why I just always think about the recipe. That's why I start every podcast being like, I can't wait for the last bit.
0: That's why we have to put it at the end for you too, so that you. I don't know.
1: So I have something to look forward to, you know. Yeah. It really keeps me keeps me excited. <laughs> so moving on to our next segment. Yeah. So I was going to say, but currently covening is you this week. And so you should be excited about it. Currently covening. And I'm going to get the terminology right. We're no more weekly obsessions. It's
0: now currently covening. And <laughs> well, to add to those. I don't care. <laughs> to you add guys to those, you guys tell us which one you like. Do you like having it be our weekly obsession or do you like. being what we're currently coveting. You guys vote on that and let us know.
1: Yeah. So adding to the C's on that, today's currently coveting is collagen, which we had, I shared that I had never had collagen in my stories. And it's like one of my most responded to stories of people having very passionate feelings, either about collagen or not collagen, not collagen girlies. But I am officially a collagen girly. I've been doing it every single day. You brought me some. It's going to sound so stupid. You brought me some like at like middle of July and here we are like middle of August.
0: Because we came down right after the 4th. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. So it's been a really long time and now it's the middle (laughs) of August and I am only like two weeks into it because I was so worried about how it would taste. I'm like really funny about – I don't know. I'm not good about things that I don't think taste good and I'm also funny about eating things like in the morning. And you brought me – how do I say the word? Madeira? Madeira. is how you say
0: it? Yeah, I say modaire, but I don't know. Okay, Modare.
1: You brought me that one and I feel like you were very intentional about it that – because I only drink water. Like I don't drink tea or coffee, so I don't really drink anything to mix something like a powder in. So I love the liquid form. Um, But like I said, I was like hung up on the taste and that's why I wouldn't. Try it and then I've tried it and it tastes amazing. I don't know why I was like so nervous about trying it. It tastes like apple juice. And now I love it. And I love that it's just like a quick spoonful and I'm done in the morning. I do it twice a day. And I'm really excited. I mean, I'm only two weeks in, so Wait, I'll keep you guys on.
0: posted. You do it Go twice ahead. a day. Is that on the bottle to do it twice That's a day? That's what
1: the instructions say. This twice oh. a day. Oh my gosh, okay. am I like overdosing on collagen?
0: <laughs> you can't, you can't <laughs> overdose on collagen. Okay, so for everyone listening, collagen, and they're not aware, they're not collagen girlies like us. Collagen is a type of protein and it aids in a lot of things from like energy production to DNA formation, but it's most commonly known for its role in soft tissue recovery. Um, so a lot of people will talk about it for like joint health and connective tissues, as well as like skin, hair, and nails. And so that's what a lot of like. I guess common rhetoric around it is for and you can get it through food, but I think it's pretty hard to absorb. So it's pretty common to supplement with collagen. And like Tara mentioned, so I brought her down a liquid form because I I feel like this is a story of my life, but I I want to do all these things and it takes me forever to make them habits. So I actually bought Modere collagen, oh my gosh, in 2021. <laughs> yeah I know this
1: is like (laughs) going back to the sourdough it took me two years to get started making sourdough
0: it is a story of my life and I couldn't make it a habit and then I finally decided I want to I had a couple friends that were doing it that really like had high praises for it and I know like I'm a pharmacist I know that it's good for your body so I was like okay I'm just gonna do it and then I was like oh if I get Tara on this with me I can have like a buddy to go through this with me and and so that was kind of selfishly why I gave you that bottle But I've also been, so there's the liquid form that Tara has, but I also have it in powder. And I'm kind of, I can't decide which one I like best, I guess I should say, because I do try and start my morning out with hot water and lemon. And so for the longest time, I've been putting my collagen powder in that. And it was just like, you know, if you've read the book Atomic Habits, you know that like to develop a habit, they say you should have it stack. And so I was like, oh, well, it will be easy for me to do my collagen if I just add it to something I'm doing all the time in the morning, which is my hot water and lemon. But now, with being summer, I kind of like there are mornings that I'm not doing that as much. And so it has been really nice to have the liquid in the fridge to just pull out and take a shot of really quick and be done with it and like not have to drink a full drink. So can't decide. I might be a like powder and liquid girl. I can't decide.
1: So I am most excited about, I mean, I'll keep you guys posted whether this like actually like, you know, how I think it works, but I am excited about the joint benefits. One of the reasons I decided to actually get on the bandwagon is I was really excited that collagen like is a byproduct of like beef and like supports yeah. the beef industry, which I love. So I was like, okay, that was like my final kicker. That was like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. And um, I also have gone... I highlight my hair and I've gone blonder and I've noticed a ton of breakoffs since going blonder and everyone that responded was like so good for skin and um, hair. So that's what I'm kind of hoping like joint relief, skin and hair. Those are the three things I'm hoping I see an improvement on. So I'll keep you guys posted. All right. On that note, should we move into industry news? This is it's a good one. I've been doing a ton of research about it and you're super passionate about it. So take it away. Mm -hmm. Let's hear it. Okay, so our topic for today is the global anti-meat narrative. And I just, I mean, a lot of this is around sustainability efforts, you know, climate change, giving up meat to, you know, be the solution to climate change. So obviously, this is a topic I feel super passionately about as well as Natalie. And our idea, um, like kind of what brought this to the forefront of my mind was actually an email from um, Sustainable Dishes newsletter. And she had been traveling and speaking with farmers in New Zealand. And so there was just some great information that she gave out. Well, great information, as in it was helpful to understand and learn about it, but also concerning information because obviously as a cattle rancher and a dairy farmer, we don't love the anti-meat narrative or anti-animal protein narrative. So Two things came out of that newsletter that she sent. And one is a policy to start, it's a proposal to start taxing farmers in New Zealand. And the other one is the possibility of Ireland culling over 1 million cattle. And the Ireland one, I, I don't know, I got really into the Ireland one. So maybe we can start with that and I'll give a little background and then Natalie, you can give kind of your thoughts. Yeah. But. They want to reduce carbon emissions um, by the national greenhouse gases emissions by up to 35 percent. Well, each sector will have, sorry, each sector will have different emissions that they have. And agriculture is the highest, one of the highest um, contributors in Ireland. It's 35 percent from that sector, which is a lot higher than other European countries, except for a like it's also they have a ton of exports. And so they would like to reduce carbon emissions by in agriculture from 21 to 30 percent. And that's nuts. So they have huge dairy brands and beef brands like Gold and Pilgrim's Choice that are Ireland's most successful exports. So just some numbers. If they reduced carbon emissions by 30 percent in the ag sector, it would be a four billion euro hit to the economy, a loss of 56,000 jobs like okay that's where i'll stop like mind blown like this is just crazy to me that this is what's being proposed
0: yeah so that is actually one thing that stood out with me too was that both new zealand and ireland like the agriculture sector is kind of one of their main exporters yeah so if you think about it then you're like okay yeah that makes sense that then they would have higher emissions so they need to be targeted you know or like we we could work on lowering them but on the same hand like you just pointed out like you're you're hurting your people like the industry the the people that the jobs it's composed of the livelihood that it makes up within you know your country you're damaging that you're taking it away and so that was something I noted is that both of them are huge the the agriculture injury just is huge for their economy well and
1: We've talked about this before. If people are going to continue to eat meat and dairy, which they are, then you're someone else like another country is going to fill that void. And so you're just again, your only sustainability is only at a local level then in Ireland. And you're just passing the emissions off to another country who may or may not be having like practices up to your standards. And yeah, you're hurting like one of the quotes I loved in one of the articles I was reading was this is becoming a Dublin versus rural Ireland problem that farmers feel like they're being unfair targeted and that they are a huge piece of the economy and just generate money for the country and then they're now going to be targeted. So 1.3 million cattle is not a small amount.
0: No, no.
1: (laughs) No, it is not, Tara. (laughs) I think their entire – I think all of Ireland has – I didn't put it in my notes, but I want to say I read it 6.5 million. So you're talking about a massive percentage. Moving into New Zealand, to give a little bit, they New Zealand is proposing to tax cattle and sheep. Um, again, greenhouse gas emissions, ag, is one of their biggest sources. And so this plan, um, they will decide on it by December. And the way it will work is that farms that produce gas will be taxed starting in 2025. And farmers who reduce emissions through feed additives will get incentives. And they can also offset of their emissions with on-farm forestry. This is the first country that is proposing this kind of tax. So I think it just makes me concerned for where this could go. So
0: I definitely want to keep an eye on it between now and December. So when you actually sent these articles, one of the first things I actually did was I hopped over because I'm on Twitter now, everyone. I'm tweeting. Um, and I hopped over <laughs> because um, I consider a huge expert in greenhouse gas emissions, Frank Mitlener, And so I wanted to see if he was tweeting about any of the, especially about New Zealand because I mean it has been proposed so this isn't like hypothetical. So I want to see if he had tweeted anything about it but he hadn't. So I'm going to keep a close eye on his Twitter too to see if he's bringing in more, you know, conversations, more articles that are written kind of just more about this proposed plan. Yeah, so I
1: said at the beginning that Sustainable Dish, this was her newsletter. So Diana Rogers, some of her thoughts I thought were interesting on both of these. One of her quotes I loved was people should consider who benefits from the anti-meat narrative. And not to go back to our last industry news, but the largest landowner, billionaire Bill Gates, is heavily invested in meat alternatives. Um, And so it's just interesting because... I think one of the dangers of like the anti meat narrative is the impact that it can have on low income families and especially children. So like Bill Gates obviously has lots of money and lots of influence, but maybe is not in like touch with reality of what people are like average Americans have to deal with. Like meat is a very nutritious product. So this anti meat narrative is extremely elitist and I just, I even I even get into the, like I'm all about consumers having choices whether it be grass-fed, grain-fed, but a lot of times grass-fed is obviously more expensive and again is like an elitist option that like we just need to be really careful how we're framing the conversation around meat because it's such an important nutrient in so many people's diet and not something we should be making people feel bad about buying or cutting from their diets.
0: Yes, yeah, so that is a hill I will die on. And something that I appreciate and obviously support that Diana Rogers Sustainable Dish talks about is this elitist movement um, and how particularly bad it actually is in the US. I feel like we are much more um kind of unaware of how pushing this anti-meat narrative really is elitist and doesn't it doesn't take into account the whole population and and like you had already mentioned all the people that need it, that need meat um, and need meat at different prices and need meat, you know, to be available at different places than just, you know, sourcing from your local rancher or your local farmer's market, which again, I am a huge proponent of, but I'm also proponent of, you know, food choice and food rights. And everyone has the right to, to buy food and feed their family. And so I think To me, this anti-meat narrative, a lot of the conversation is around like removing options. And that to me, that just doesn't I just don't see how that serves the greater population by limiting options instead of like providing more.
1: Yeah. Going into the United States, I do think there is a big polarization between producers who are believing grass fed and then like conventional producers or ranchers. That like there is even like an elitist a little bit among that that like grass fed are like, this is the way, this is the only way. And it ends up just alienating a lot of people. It ends up alienating a lot of ranchers who maybe are trying to work on better practices, but maybe aren't ready to like go full into grass fed. And again, that grass fed is maybe not an option for every single person out there. And so I just think we have to be really careful about the less meat narrative and the better meat narrative because it just we end up painting like feedlots as like you know bad or not good when that's not the case like they serve a very important purpose um and so someone that does a really great job of this is actually Caroline Nelson who we interviewed a couple episodes back she has like a food for thought series going on on Instagram and she is a grass-fed rancher who i think does a great job of explaining the benefits of you know, grass fed meat without alienating other producers or making people feel bad about other types of farming and then therefore food choices. So if you have a chance, go check out hers and listen to her episode because it's amazing. But I just I really think we have to stop like pitting ourselves against each other in these conversations.
0: Yeah. And that's a whole nother conversation. So (laughs) Caroline's episode (laughs) 21, for anyone who's interested in hearing her story, um, it's a phenomenal episode. But yeah, I mean, going back to what you said, it's just it's mind boggling that people think that there is a single global dietary solution. And essentially, that's what anti meat narrative is to me, it is, it's a single solution. And that, to me, there is no world where one possibility is the answer. And maybe we should talk about like feedlots and I mean it just it's like how long do you guys have to sit and listen to this? But um, because I've actually done a lot of posts and just information about them too. I mean our, you know I believe our industry is the way it is because you know of consumer I don't want to say demands but I mean people vote with their dollars and so you know farmers we progress and we change you know as society has dictated it and if people wanted to get away from Feed lots, we would have to have a huge societal shift in the way we consume beef at them. And not even beef, just food in general, like we'd have to have a huge shift in the way we consume food. And I don't know, I just think as Americans, we should recognize more how lucky we are to have a safe, abundant, affordable food system. And again, stop trying to remove options, instead of, you know, improving the ones we do.
1: I am so glad that you brought this up because the New Zealand one had me thinking along the same line. So we're going to start taxing farmers for cattle and sheep emissions. And it's like, who, like who, we can't, a lot of times farmers are price takers, not price makers. And so we get paid what we get paid. So who, how are we going to pass on these like costs to like, how are we going, we're going to put our farmers out of business. And it's, it's like, we people asked for cheaper and cheaper food. They asked for just what we as farmers are always so good at giving people what they ask for. And so it's kind of like, well, you can't, I don't know, you just can't expect the entire food system to shift by 2025 when they do this tax incentive or do this um, taxing. And so I just am like, I don't know that I have a really strong point here. I'm just like, how are farmers going to pay for this? Like, how is this going to get paid for when especially here in America, where we have one of the cheapest food, like our food for what we pay for food compared to Mm -hmm. like our income is one of the lowest in the world. I just don't know that people are willing to like, spend more money. And I mean, we can't like, we could go in so many different directions. But with inflation, the way it is right now, I'm just like, I don't see people like we know it's in the news constantly about how food prices have gone up. If we had food prices go up even more to offset like taxes for greenhouse gas emissions, people would lose it. Like I also am just like, you can't expect farmers to do it all, provide food, and solve climate change. Those are pretty big, uh, pretty big asks. There.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah. you're like, mm-hmm, that's it. <laughs> we'll end it on that note.
0: Well, I mean, I, I kind of just the same thing. I don't have like another salt point to add to it. I could add a lot of conversation to it, but yeah. we want to hear what you guys have to say. Um, And we'll continue to, you know, track these, you know, these industry segments aren't going to be solved in our, you know, 15 minutes we talk about them. They're really to just bring up current news to you guys and kind of share our opinions and current thoughts on them at that moment. So we'll continue to trace this and track it and see what happens and continue to keep you guys updated. So
1: on a lighter note, moving to our community recipe, this I love how on our
0: Thursday episode, we're like so fired up. And then we're like, okay, and now switching to the blueberry cobbler. Like,
1: Actually, this is a zesty potato salad. So it's got some zest in there, just like our industry news. So I okay. kind of actually like it. You're going to laugh. I haven't told you this because I, I wanted to hear you your response. So we got a DM from Amber. Um, she is a potato farmer in Colorado, New Mexico, and Texas. And she sent us a zesty potato salad recipe, which I love. That it's a potato salad recipe, and she's a potato farmer.
0: I do too. I love that. I her love last that for name, though, her, and I love that for us. <laughs> I do too.
1: Um, her last name is Vanderducen, and I got the oh. DM. So, I, like, I answered the DM on Elevate Ags page and was like, "Hey, Tara Vanderducen here. Are we related?" <laughs> she was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> "She was like, yes, we just recently became related. She married. Okay, I'm gonna try to get this right." her father-in-law is my father-in-law's cousin. So we're both oh like gosh. the outlaws, you know, like we aren't both vanities in my marriage, but she just married. So Dan's like, I think it would be Dan's third cousin. Um, They just got married. So I like was like, oh my gosh, how cool. Like what a small world. So this recipe, um, if you want to follow Amber, she shares on her family farms page um, about potato farmers. And I'm probably going to get this name wrong, but it's Strohauer Farm. So it's s-t-r-o-h-a-u-e-r farms and we'll link to it in the show notes but you can find her on instagram and
0: congratulations tara hasn't stopped talking for me to say it but congratulations on getting married (laughs) welcome (laughs) to the family
1: (laughs) welcome to the family welcome to dairy farming um because daniel's family dairy farms in colorado so but this recipe sounds amazing. I feel like it's a great end of summer recipe, actually. It came from – they had the Carly Smith, the fairy gut mother, out to their farm to teach them this recipe. So that's why she decided to share it. Um, and so it's a really, like, gut-healthy recipe. Oh. It does have peppers in it, which you know I love. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be making it today, actually. So I'll keep you guys posted. But it looks amazing. It's got fennel and obviously potatoes, onions, oh, like I said, I pepper. I love fennel. Yes. I love fennel. It has – And it has uh, lemon juice and zest, which I actually really love. And they said the peppers give it a little bit of a kick, but it's still like kid friendly. So Natalie, it should be fine for you. Good. (laughs) I do do (laughs) fall into the kid taste palette. It literally says kid approved. We tested smiley face. So
0: I decided you could do it. I'm so excited for this. I actually love a good potato salad. It's one of my favorite things. I'm bummed I won't be able to make it today because I we do not have funnel in or not funnel, <laughs> fennel in our little local grocery store. So I'll have to wait until I can get to, you know, the big city. But I am for sure gonna be trying this. So thank you for submitting this, Amber.
1: Yeah, and we'll link to the um their recipe in the show notes. And she includes not just the recipe, um, it's like great photos and there's also a youtube video of them making it so go check out their website to get the recipe because it's a really beautiful one so it's really pretty
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that wraps up today's episode. Um, if you guys want to submit a recipe for us to try and for our community to try, please, please feel free to do so. You can email us at hello at or you can just DM it to us um on our social channel, elevate ag underscore. Um, and thank you for tuning in this week. As always, we would just ask that if you enjoy these podcast episodes, you would either screen, shot, and share them to stories on your social channels, maybe give us a rating or a review and just pass along to. To your friend. Good old word of mouth counts too. So yeah, awesome.
1: Well, we will see you guys on Tuesday. Have a great weekend.